Are you thinking about implementing your own smart home? Not sure of what you want to control or how to start? Do you want your smart home to respond to your voice like it does in the movies or television? Well, you found the right podcast, Tech Bytes with Ron Netter. As a best-selling author, speaker, and YouTuber, he will help you explore the different options available. And now, here's your host, Ron. Are you working more from home than in the past and don't want your internet connection going down? Do you want to avoid being connected to any one specific cellular provider? Are you looking for a wireless internet option that can be used at home or while traveling? Well, stay tuned. I'm going to show you just such an option with GlocalMe. Welcome to another edition of Tech Bytes with Ron Nutter, your home for all things relating to smart home technology. In this episode, we're going to talk about how to set up a free, well, almost free, backup internet connection. Hi, I'm Ron Nutter, and we're going to be working on this together. This content is also available as an Amazon flash briefing or podcast. Please go to techbyteswithronnutter.com for more information. For any items mentioned in this episode, there are affiliate links in the description. If you click on these links, I will get a small commission, but that won't affect the price you pay for the item. If you want to get notified when new content is uploaded, please click on subscribe and enable notifications. Here's what we're going to be talking about today, and that's how to have a backup interconnection that's free. Well, almost free. We're going to talk about why do you want to have one, because you may not have thought about this. We're going to talk about the difference between LTE and 5G. Then we'll talk about setting up the GlocalMe cellular router that I've got. And then as a bonus, we're going to walk through setting up the SIM card and the cell phone you've got to go into it, because the GlocalMe can take a separate SIM card. So if you want use a dedicated carrier, then that's certainly an option. With more of us working from home than in past months, years, having an internet connection you can depend on is increasingly important. And you say, well, if it fails, what's the problem? Well, let's as I say, a picture's worth a thousand words, so we're going to do a little bit of drawing. So at this point, let's say that let's say for the purposes of discussion that this is your home network, and we're just going to draw a box, and we'll just call that home, although I can't write very well today. So then you've got some sort of modem or other termination gear that your internet provider gives you to connect into their network and where you can get to the internet. And then somewhere in the process, you have this great big cloud, and we'll just call that I, so you don't have to see me drawing a whole lot. And then the modem or whatever device your internet provider has given you will connect to that. And then there's going to be a all sorts of equipment that you don't not going to see, don't have to know anything about that are going to be from where your termination point is from your internet provider to get out to the internet. Anywhere in this process, whether it's the modem, if it decides to fail and it may have a power light and may think it's perfectly fine, congratulations, it's not. Or there could be a problem with how your provider connects to the internet. And I've seen that happen before. So by having a device such as the GlocalMe, and we'll just draw kind of a little tower right here, you can connect to that device and that goes over radio waves to a tower somewhere near you. And that's how you'll get to the internet. It very well could be through a different provider. It could be several things, but anyway, it, you're bypassing this whole chain of events right here. And it gives you time to troubleshoot but more importantly get you back up and working so let's switch back over here and this is the local me now the beauty of this device and let's go stop it right there is you can put this in line with your current network to where it can seamlessly take over and the only thing you might notice is the network connection to the internet might be a little slower now you've got two options there is technology within the GlocalMe router that will allow it to automatically select between the various cellular providers out there. 
so that you can get the best signal possible because cellular provider A may have a better signal today and cellular provider B may have a better one tomorrow. But if you want to have the provider that your, say your phone is on be it, then all you have to do is you notice there's a little SIM card slot right up there and you can put the SIM card from your phone. There's going to be some extra configuration, but then you can move it right over. So if your phone has some sort of hotspot plan, you're probably good to go. And even if it doesn't for short term situation, this is not a bad choice to go to. So let's go back over here to our drawings and I'll go up here. So we'll just make things a little bit simpler so we can have your home network here and we'll just do an H this time. Then you can connect everything to the local me and then that in turn can connect to your internet provider who then gets you to the internet and we'll just call it INT for short. Now, as in, like I said earlier, if for some reason your internet provider's equipment fails, whether it's the device on site or something with their connection on the internet, then the local me can be in a place to where it's automatically going to go out to that cellular tower that we talked about before. And you just, you might have a momentary blip. Some of the things you've been working on, if you were working on some sort of website or remote connectivity, that may blink a little bit because your endpoint address, or as far as your ISP or your IP address as seen on the internet is going to change. But at least you're not spending hours waiting for your internet provider to see if there's a problem, waiting a day or two for them to send somebody out to investigate the problem. And I've had that happen the latter more times than I care to admit. So this is why having something like the local me is going to be very handy. So now that you've got an idea of why you need it, let's talk about the next thing we need to think about. You've heard of the term LTE, and that's just the name without going into what the, it stands for. That's a fairly common way of getting an, a wireless, and when I say wireless, I'm talking cellular connection to the internet. Now, there's a new one you're probably been hearing about for a while now called 5G. 5G options can be very expensive, but the local me is LTE. And I'm going to tell you why that's not a bad thing. LTE is tried, proven technology. It's economical. It's not going to cost you a fortune because with 5G, it depends on what bands are in the area for you to use. Some of them are using frequencies that you've got to be fairly close to the tower for it to do any good. Others have to be, you can be a little further out, but LTE is is known good quantity. It's available pretty much anywhere in the country. 5G is not. It's still rolling out. Coverage is going to be spotty at times. And if there's a lot of people on it, your connection may, emphasis, may slow down. So this is where you can either go with potentially a slightly slower speed to get to the internet or try to get 5G. And I've looked at 5G cellular modems and they're not cheap. So this is the challenge there that there's still the different cellular providers still have a lot of work to do there. Some of them are going like gangbusters. Others are looking at where the population is. So it's not always going to be the same everywhere. LTE is pretty uniform now. So that's a little bit more of a known situation. So food for thought, just something to think about because if you want to be latest and greatest, the solution is going to be more expensive because the equipment is not really there at this point to the level it is from a variety of companies that provide LTE gear to end users. So keep that in mind. You can always upgrade later on, but this is something 
today, right now, is an option. Well, now we've gotten connected into the GlocalMe router. So it gives you the username and password on the bottom to get into. And this is something that should get changed pretty quick, but let's first worry about getting it up and running. So, you know, it says, it says LTE connection status connecting. Well, it's going to be trying, but it doesn't have a way to get there yet. And I don't have the WAN port up and running. It's trying to connect. We're just going to let it go on about its way. Well, now if you're like me, do you go read the manual? No, you just plug it in and start figuring it out. Well, in this case, you really need to read the manual on this one because in going into this, it was like, Okay, I don't see how to set up a service plan. I can see how to switch to the physical SIM, but I don't see how to switch to the service plan. So what you'll need to do is, even though you see down here, like it says connected and it says Verizon, which by the way, when you're getting into this, when you first start out, if it suddenly you start getting cannot connect to page, not responding, look at your local me box because the uh, SYS light's probably blinking. So it's found the carrier it's gonna go to and it's getting things set up. And it, meanwhile, while it's doing that, nothing else is gonna happen. So let's go ahead and shift over to the smartphone because that's where you'll need to get this all set up. And then we will go from there. So I've got the cable plugged in. And okay, so this is the interface we're gonna to have to work with for the time being. So we'll add device by QR code and we're gonna to have to give it camera permission and allow. So let's bring this over here and get it to where it can scan the QR code and it's already found it and it's put the password in. And in the process of that, I unplugged the power. So let's move on here. As this is no network for turning on the device, please restart. Okay, fine, link successful. Connect to Wi-Fi device to gain more management access. Okay, well, that's fine. So we have this, a device name. You can change it if you want to. I'm gonna leave it set for HomeFlex right now. Don't really think we'll need the IMEI number. Actually, when you buy this, and I got this off Amazon, I did pay for it with my own money. It was not sent to me by the folks at GlocalMe. Now, this is where you'll buy your packages, but we need to back up here a little bit because of what they offered me. Go to device, and it says packages too. So they may have already given me, they gave, were supposed to give me a complimentary package. It looks like, that's why things were working right out of the box. You've got, they gave me two different packages. Apparently they started off with a 90 day package to get you up and running. It has remaining of one gig. Okay, well one gig can be gone in less than an hour. And then they gave me an, an eight gig. Now that I did not ask for, they did not know I was buying this. So this is something is apparently either a special to doing or something to get you started. That's why everything was up and running so quickly. And trust me, when your internet connection's down and you can't do your job, having something you can just plug right in and at least get you up and running to the point is going to be very important. Now it says offline. It's not offline because I'm looking at it and it's got all its power lights up. So it did say we have to connect a Wi-Fi device to gain more management act. Here's why the app wasn't acting right. Again, I read through the manual, but apparently I need to go get a more in-depth one. So if you remember by going into the web interface, it actually showed you its default SSID. So we'll tap on that. Then we will look here on the bottom for the password. Internet may not be available. Okay, and okay, let's get back over here. Now, one of the things that I did go do is in here it said the device management from the main page so i tapped on that it did want me to log in of course this is still using the default username 
and password that was on the bottom. So it's showing pretty much everything the main website was. So that's good. LTE status is connecting. Of course, now since we've restarted it, it's going to have to go through and figure out what's going on because we've kind of upset its Apple card a little bit. And let's go back here. I switched over to a regular desktop connection since this is going to be a little easier to read. Okay, so it's now it's reconnecting again. So it's, well, it still hasn't. So there's apparently a lot of negotiation that has to happen once it drops in. Of course, I did, of course, change the orientation of the antenna that's in there. So it could have caused a problem. Okay, so it says connected now. And let's see if we just, okay, it says Verizon 4G. Now, if we go here, this is where we can tell it if you go under the network WAN connection, then you can tell it to be a Basically, you're passing through it, so it's you got a, a wired connection. Your DNS servers can change automatically. Now, the LAN connection, now this is something that is very handy because if you're going to use this as a standby device and you've got some devices already hard-coded for an address, maybe not so much uh, smart home technology, but your work laptops, for whatever reason, you can change this to be an address that it's used to seeing because depending on what software that your employer may have put on it, or maybe on any way, keeping the same LAN address is going to be something to think about matching. So that way, if you do have to cut over to this connection and you're not keeping this in line, like we drew out earlier, then that's going to be something that'll be very handy. Now, firewall at this point, leave this alone unless you've got something to do with port forwarding where you've got to have ports allowed in from the outside and general settings we you want it to reject input if it didn't originate from your network now wireless mac filter so if you want to restrict this to only say your laptop or certain computers being able to get into it from wireless this is a good thing to do granted it's not total security but is it least security? Now, wireless 2.4 gig, depending on what you're doing, you may want to disable this, and here's why. If you disable 2.4 gig, that has quite a bit of range to it. If you're keeping this fairly near to you, 2.4 can actually make you be like an ISP to people around you. So if you turn off 2.4, that's something to think about. And now here's where you can change your SSID. So, and again, if you change it, make sure you, you wrote down what you changed it to. So if you would happen to forget, then you got that written down. Now with the encryption on here, I would leave this the way it stands, unless you've got a reason to. Don't ever, ever set it to none because that's basically going to have everything you do out out in the world to where anybody nearby with a sniffer can see what's going on i would leave this the way it stands unless you've got a reason to change it now with wireless 5 gig i would probably just leave that one enabled and you see there's all sorts of options here again if you're not used to working with wireless or haven't delved into some of the intricacies of it leave the settings at default so other than changing your ssid and changing the password, both of which are good things to do from both the security and just general principles. Now, mobile network options, we'll get into this in the next video to where we're going to have the use of the SIM from a cell phone. Now, there's going to be times when you want to use the SIM in from your own smartphone or you just for no reason want to use something other than what the built-in functionality is of the built-in functionality of the Glocal Me device. Not a problem, we can take care of that one. So let's shift over here. You see where it says connected, cloud SIM, AT&T tells you the carrier it's on and all that good stuff.
not a problem. So to change it out, you'll go down here to network, mobile network settings. And here's where you're gonna to need to do a little bit of digging. Depending on your provider, you may be able to get what are called the APN settings out of your phone. If not, a quick lookup should be able to get you the information. The carrier I'm on, I just Googled the carrier's name and APN settings, and it took me to a page on the carrier site. I put in my phone number and it shot me an email with all the settings. Some you may need or may not. So when you go to switch over, we're gonna click on the down arrow and we'll go to physical SIM. And if I can click on physical SIM and then click confirm. Now it's gonna seem like it's going away for a moment. It's not, it's gonna say, okay, we're don't repeat the operation in 60 seconds. Apparently rapid switching back and forth is not a problem. Now it's gonna to appear to hang for just a moment and this is where you've gotta wait for it to come back to do anything. Now, while we're waiting for that, when you go to put your SIM card in to the Google Me device, do not, I repeat, do not put it in with the device powered up because that's going to be a problem. Could damage the card, maybe damage Local Me. don't know. So we're waiting for it. It takes a little bit for it to, to shift over and i think what's going on i'm already seeing a flashing light it's it realizes that something's not right so what we'll do so it did come back just patience grasshopper it will come back now there's a whole bunch of settings that i got from the carrier that i'm on all i have to do is put in e-reseller for the apn name nothing about a username or password authentication i set to none because the information they sent back to me did not have a username and password and at that point all we have to do is go over here to status and once you we'll, we'll click edit for anything that you want to go change fine we'll click set we'll click save rather and then we'll click OK and all those settings will go away so if we go over here to status and overview you will see it, it's already shifted over of course I'd already done a little bit of testing with this before getting started so you see it says physical sim don't have the best signal in the world but I'm um, you know, you don't always get to pick and choose what you want. Miraculously, I'm on AT&T. That's not the carrier I use, but that's the one that the MVMO on uses. Shows all the information. Some lessons learned on some of this. I was going through the interface, and let's face it, we're all going to look around. And I saw Restore Flash Firmware. And I said, okay, flash new firmware image. So I've been looking on the website. Couldn't find anything. Well, apparently, from when the firmware for this was written to when it was actually released they've implemented a over-the-air update process which means you don't have to worry about updating if it's online it's going to get its update so that's one less thing you have to worry about which is actually rather nice so that's that's a good thing so it's just a matter of paying attention to what's going on so what you will see here in the web interface is going to be just the operational piece to actually get into changing the service plans or renewing a service plan. And that's when I've got to go back in here because I changed off of the subnet. And like I said earlier, changing the name of the SSID is probably a very good thing. Now, the, okay, now it says connected. Okay, so now what we can do is go back into the interface and see it's already picking up devices that have been connected to it. So that's fine. We already know about that to gain management access. So you're the only thing that you will see differently is the buying any 
airtime packages that you're going to have will be have to be done from here now you notice when i went into this and it didn't and it says offline so don't worry about that one that's actually a, a misnomer because i'm actually online with it at this point otherwise we wouldn't be getting this so you if you tap on the right arrow that shows you the packages that are currently in place so it's already been using a little bit but nothing major i'm actually going to do some some stress testing to see what is going to happen how quickly it chews the data and it looks like okay so set priority all right so it's actually running on the eight gig one all right so this will be automatically activated once you start the device okay so that so it's picking off the eight gig that's fine oh that's for the us one so once it uses this top package then it will switch over to the second one so that's fine now to buy packages if you're if you have run out then you this is when you'll have to go into the interface and you'll buy it from here so what, what that tells me is they're taking that transaction over cellular so that you can get a package it's probably simple from simpler from a logistical process since they're running over multiple carriers figuring out what traffic they can allow versus versus not allow so there's a lot to work with here uh prices are not bad i mean it's you know once you consider it's cellular and it's an on-demand you don't have to keep things running if the package exhausts then you're going to have to go out and do something but that's not bad if you want just a short-term process you see there's uh, a two gig one day package so when i've been traveling and let's face it you go into the hotels and some of the hotels want some pretty good money to use their internet connection you can do a two gig one day if you're doing a lot 10 gig one day and that one two gig one day package is not a bad price really from from what i have seen and you've got 10 gig 30 days so if you just mainly check an email you're not going to chew up a whole lot of bandwidth now if you're like me with a youtube channel i'm going to have to buy a bigger package because if i'm uploading videos to youtube i'm going to chew through a connection package in, in pretty short order so that's not bad 50 gig at you know again it's you you have to look at if you had nothing if your internet connection went totally bupkis this is at least an option where you can get up and running right now if you're watching this on youtube you will see videos on the screen that are similar to the one you've just watched or other content that youtube thinks you might be interested in if this video helps you or provides value please click on that like button thumbs up if you haven't already subscribed to the channel please click on subscribe now and enable notifications we'll see you in the next episode thanks for watching thanks for listening to the tech bites with ron nutter podcast if you know someone who's interested in creating their own smart home please share this show with them please subscribe on itunes or google podcasts and leave us a review have questions contact ron at questions at techbiteswithronnutter.com he looks forward to sharing more incredible insights on the next episode.